No, yeah. no, don't do not start recording. Ticket snubs. Episode six. Episode six, Return of the Jedi. Episode six. That's Return the best the Star Wars film. I think that is, is going to be best. a testament for the films we're talking about today. It's number one. Did you know David Lynch was going to direct it? Yeah, then he said, like, oh, no, I'm going to do Disney he's instead. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can we see that yeah. version? I wish. No, I feel like it would be exactly I like think Jack Nance did. would be in it. Star as, Wars as is already Solo. hard enough to understand. It's not. You know, I like The Last Jedi. I'm going to put that out there. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fight scenes were hot. I, I don't think everything it's a bad else, movie. Everything I, think it, I think it's good. Eh. Anyways, right, well, episode yeah. six. Let's do this. Episode six, yes, we are here. Today we are going to be debating The Truman Show, the 1998 film directed by Peter Weir, presented by me, PJ, up Ooh. against The Grand Budapest Hotel, the, I almost said M. Night Shyamalan. Oh wow. My God. Why did I <laughs> say that? Disrespect. Why did I think that? I don't even, I'm not in it right now. Uh, directed by Wes Anderson. I'm sorry, Wes Anderson, presented by Rama. And you know what? Before we do that, we get to talk about my recommendation. Fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> now Woo! I believe I get to introduce my recommendation. Let's just pull up the box page. So, uh, last episode I recommended to the Ticket Snubs crew. Oh yeah, I didn't get to say hi to everybody. Uh, of course, we have the normal crew here. We got John. Hello, with my brand new microphone. Hope you all enjoy it. Yes, it's very nice. Jonathan's <laughs> very, very nice. Oh, thank you, got, thank you, thank you. We got uh, Cam. Hi. We got uh, Andres. Hello. And that's it. I hate you. <laughs> I genuinely want to kill you. Dang. Don't worry, that's why we have uh, this episode. Right back at you. No, I'm not. You think... Uh, uh. You, you said you wanted this episode to be the chaos episode. If you thought me saying that, I don't even remember what movie it was. Uh, Scott Pilgrim can, inspired. Wait, I can what? never. You know what? We're gonna get <laughs> that back was on. the We're stupidest get... comment ever. Wait, what? I'm so confused. I don't yeah. know what he's talking about, but I know what he was thinking. I mean, it is chaos, I guess. <laughs> so, so Birdemic, Shock and Terror is a 2010 film directed by James Nugan. It is a low-budget indie film. All first-time actors. True. And you see, I recommended this film. Because Why? we, all the films that we have talked about so far, have been films that people have enjoyed. And this movie, yeah, on my list. Yeah, except you. Yeah, you see, I haven't enjoyed that. You're except for so rude. Ghost Story. Except for Ghost Story, I really like that one. Thank but, you, PJ. Um, so rude. But I was like, <laughs> you know what? You know how we get discussion going? People like talking about things they don't like. Yeah, like politics. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you can't yeah. say I'm wrong. And I, I know you all have a lot to say about this movie. Why couldn't it be The Room? That's my question. No, because the, honestly, The <laughs> Room isn't... The Room was, at, to an extent, competently made. No. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, okay. Well, it's I, watchable, I'll tell you that. It's watchable. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau... I'm saying. That's what he I mean. What he was doing a tiny bit. I feel like the I mean, director most of the Bird most Dibbit. of the incompetencies in that movie were behind the scenes. Yeah. So Bird Dibbit was just Bird Dibbit was just an all around 
horrible trash. Bird Demick looks like a four year old learned how to pick, learn how to film and then made a movie about it. <laughs> Question: Have you yeah. guys everyone seen the Bird Demick website? Give it a half yes. Star? No. Yes. Everyone gave it. Well, PJ gave it a five. But that was PJ gave it a five out of five. Well, he changed no, his rating from a half star to a five. I didn't because I didn't give it a grade at all. You didn't finish it, right? No, I finished it. it. I finished it. I finished it. I joke. I jokingly <sighs> said that oh. I wasn't just to piss was, PJ off. I was thinking about threat. Like if Rayma didn't finish it, I was going to threaten not to record this episode. Dang. If any of you didn't finish this movie, I, I was it. not going to record this episode. It, it was like I've seen really it before difficult. we had to rewatch it, and I was very upset when I found out I had to rewatch it. You know, it's <laughs> because I just rewatched it. I watched it like a month ago, and I was like, you know what? Let's just rewatch it anyways. And I fell asleep. Like, yeah. the movie feels like <laughs> it's like, so boring. It feels longer than The Irishman, and it's yeah, only like it's an hour and a half. It's really, really boring. But, like, there are like, moments of like genuine, like, hilarity enjoyment of how bad it is yeah. but like i mean you're watching maybe it's an hour and what 40 minutes hour and 30 you're minutes. watching all right about 15 minutes of that movie is just some guy driving right <laughs> yeah. yeah like another Literally. 20 hours like, of psa go. on global warming which are so boring yeah. the most preachy movie in existence I, yeah i wasn't expecting that but oh. And then there was that one scene at the conference, and they clapped for literally like yes. that. That is the Five best part. That's, that, that's funny. I love that. That's part of the entire A million dollars. Oh my god, I was literally gonna gouge my eyeballs out. Okay, favorite part. Far too long. This movie, the one thing, okay, right, I love this movie, but the one thing I hate about it, the one thing that would have put this movie as the ultimate all-time worst movie ever is if at the end when they ran out of gas i was fully ready the third act they ran out of bullets the birds they start falling out of the sky something's hitting them down it was her cat that they introduced on the oh first my God. i would have lost it <laughs> i would have gone nuts because you think they're spending all this time talking about a cat what in modern day media cats hate birds that is like a common thing. Can so we true. can we just talk about how they run out of gas yet in the station where the guy's trying to rob them of the yes, gas? Yes, there is yes. a shot where they drive away with the gas canister still there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love drunk. He said it's howdy. There. Yeah. Can we talk about the scene where they, they find the crackhead Woody Harrelson, right? And like he heard a mountain lion. Yeah, yeah, he's talking he's like, Oh, I heard a mountain lion. We gotta go. It's <laughs> so casually. You ever, you ever hear a mountain lion? Pretty basic. I want to talk about the scene in the bus where the birds were trying to break into the bus and they were just shooting at anything. <laughs> and yet the bullets weren't going through the window and killing the people <laughs> in the bus. Like, hello, make it make sense. And of the course, infamous <laughs> coat hanger scene. Oh my That's... god. Like they, They're like, let's get the weapons. Oh the <laughs> Most, okay, so they did in the original like script, they were supposed to use shower rods, but the motel that they were filming in didn't allow them to do that, <laughs> so they had <laughs> coat hangers, and that was their second best That's choice. So stupid. Can oh we also talk God. about um, the sex scenes brought to you by ImaginePeace.com? Oh <laughs> well, when they were rubbing this episode is brought to you by ImaginePeace.com. When they were rubbing their feet together, I was so disgusted. And she was feet are so dirty. Yeah, they were so she dirty. Was, like, I bro, felt, like black. I felt so awkward. Quentin Tarantino, was... what is this? Yeah. Goes on for so long. Oh my god! Yeah, I was on my phone half the time just because I couldn't bear it. Like hmm. honestly, it was obviously it's a waste of a time to watch this film, but it's even a bigger waste of the. Part... 
Yes, it's a big waste <laughs> that the birds just go away. I don't. At the I end. don't. I disagree. I don't think yes, it's a waste. They just time. migrate because <laughs> James. James no, Nguyen... the birds didn't just go away. The doves chased them away. <laughs> I, I didn't get that from it. I thought they just swam off into they, the ocean. I thought they were doves. I, I was like, oh, peace. It's how you interpret. It's all yes. how you interpret. But no, I, it was. I was so... we know this is the smartest movie ever made. It's like Rick and <laughs> Morty. You can't watch it until you have the IQ. I was so mad when they just flew away and they were just staring for like ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the credits. And then the, you guys like, know yeah. that meme where it's like, um, I'll, oh, I'll drive, and then they get in the car. Oh, crash, yeah. And that low. Yolo. Yeah. That just everything about that meme for me just was the entire movie <laughs> chaos. <laughs> um, I wrote. Three li- uh, three quotes that I really want to share. I have so many quotes. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. How much I love it. Is it the million dollars one? That's That one's great. A million dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my first one is, I think you look great in those lingerie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my second one is, I already said this one earlier, but... Humping air lightly. A day without sex is a day wasted. <laughs> and then finally, if you want to get in their pants, you have to get a nice hot Ferrari. She's my hot Ferrari. She's my hot Ferrari. That's my favorite quote. My favorite quote is probably a heat wave in winter. Let's call it a day. <laughs> also, I like the okay. the one where it's like, "Hi, my name is Jerry Owens. I'm from Solar Power Accessories. We have an appointment today." <laughs> no, I can relate to the heat wave quote because I do be in Florida and we do experience that, so that was a little too real. But yeah, my most favorite quote is definitely "She's my hot Ferrari." That was so funny. Becky, she's taking a shit. Natalie is washing her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Becky the just Becky dies. Dies. The so Eagles funny. killed um... Becky. No. So didn't, no, they, no. didn't they buy something for a billion dollars or something? Like, yeah, no, wait. Can that's... I talk about the scene with Becky and how like she dies and then her boyfriend, um, Ramsey, he's like, you have to save the bus for Becky. Like, what? Remember their name? Yeah, yeah, I, I have the IMDb right here. I don't remember anyone's name. Yeah, you're a little too dedicated. And I have the yeah, IMDb right here on my side. I don't remember the names at all. Either. Like, I just, uh-oh. just the silence... Just the silence between each line was so mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like, and the background noise. Just, it was just them mm. smiling, and then it just goes mute, and then it's like, why? Can we talk about all the audio cutouts? Like, yeah. It's, literally, that sentence, scene, it just kind of cuts out. That okay. scene where she was talking on the beach, and then she it just cuts, and then she starts a totally new sentence. And then the yeah. wind is, like, blocking her, like, her voice, and you can't hear, hear anything. I couldn't yeah, and that, it, so it, that, that scene is the worst scene and the second worst scene in the movie actually because it shows it has the gall to show real birds and then cut to a fake bird right there. <laughs> the disrespect. Yeah, but for me, the worst thing in the movie is the scene where they're walking out of the movie theater. At least I think it's a movie theater, and they're talking about watching *An Inconvenient Truth* by Al Gore. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and they just oh, talk. I like, have a quote. I have a quote from that scene. A double date movie. The guy goes. The guy goes. Maya and I have to get back to work. Sensual work. Oh my god. Brought to you by imaginepeace.com. Why is she always wearing that shirt? Like, like every scene she's in, I swear she's wearing that shirt. Just I I looked her up now, and she is so hot. Have they been in any other movies? Anybody in here? I don't know. Um, Well, besides Birdemic too. The girl has, but it's like 
you know, like shit movies. Like no, no. one cares about it. But like, <laughs> dude, she's hot now. She's nice. Hot. I just want to say, you know something's off when the first line in your movie is just "Hi." But like just with like, so much noise completely. in the background, it's like <laughs> it's the best. It's like they couldn't buy like a wind a wind filter Love or something it. like that for like what twenty bucks. <laughs> I have a question. So the beginning, the main guy and the main girl who looks a little like Naomi Watts, which was a little Naomi. That's yeah. a David Lynch impression. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, like, did they go to school together or not? Because they said that they did, but yeah. they say like three different things. Like, oh yeah, two seats behind her in English. Remember? Yeah, but then they were like. Yeah, she's a total stranger. Like, so did y'all know each other or not? I'm so confused. I guess did... they, like, went to the same school, but, like, they didn't really speak to each other. But Rod so is, like, guess... such a creeper. He is. Mm -hmm. I hated him. He runs out of a restaurant to go stalk this girl, just for her both times, at the end of each conversation, go, well, it was nice talking to you. <laughs> she obviously doesn't want to be talking to you. Yeah. Leave the poor girl alone. Um, yeah, such a simp. My... My favorite scene was when they were dancing in that little restaurant. And like, this is the music video for three minutes. For so like, the long. full song. It, look, it's called padding because it had so little in the script. They had to just pad it out just to make it an hour and thirty minutes. Did y'all listen to the lyrics of the song? It was like I'm dancing, and then like that. Was really yeah, bad I zoned out at that point. A family oh. barbecue or something like what? It was so funny. It's but my genius. My favorite Jay. character was. Oh the main chick's mom because at, so at the end of the scene she just gives a thumbs up and then it just stays <laughs> on her for like three minutes and i'm like um <laughs> i thought my computer froze honestly but no it's just terrible part where she's just like um where they're both at her house and she's just talking i feel like that wasn't even scripted i think it was just her just about things that she likes like when she was talking about like the good qualities of a guy or something oh yeah like come on we she need it for the just... runtime yeah i thought I, I thought i don't think any of that was acted i think she was just like, same thing with the festival scene i think most of that was padding yeah at, at the end of the movie i just i had to turn my volume all the way down because i could not bear the same bird sound effect any oh, yeah. also can we talk about how they're yeah can we talk about that because they're they're eagles like canonically right they're explained as eagles but they make seagull sounds exactly and it's the same sound every well there's time. an occasional caca but like that's an actual eagle sound but like that's very very rare but most of it's just I that same goal sound and it's just it's grating I it really couldn't. is because of how and the gunshots are so loud they were so loud it hurt my ears can we talk about how it like just pulls out guns from his van like just nonchalantly like yeah, why would you stay in that van i would get out i don't care what i've seen of the sequel there's a lot more guns in the sequel oh, oh yes poor budget you know love the scene where the girl is crying and then in the in end, terms of entertainment oh no no in the end then like no like of the end of that scene she's like crying and then you see the split three seconds where her face goes back to normal lying <laughs> I, I love on the, the scene ground. where they make the like the shrimp food and then like the kids are like yuck i want a happy meal <laughs> i want a happy meal <laughs> no he says i want happy meal oh my god me too i just remembered there's a scene okay i'm not actually gonna recommend the second one that was a joke i wouldn't Thank do that you. don't please Thank you. There, in the I second movie, oh my god, there is a scene where they're going through a museum, and it's just the sun. 
and I'm like, I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, where's the daughter? And the son just goes, or like the mom's like, why are you so sad? And he, the son goes, I don't know. I'm just thinking about how my sister died last year. You remember oh that? And it's like an extreme close-up on his face out of nowhere. <laughs> and they never address it again. Wow. It was the best scene in the entire movie. Do you think the sequel was created to be intentionally awful, or do you think it was it the same thing be. here, where they just to. don't understand? Okay, right. The second filmmaking one, aspects. I went into it thinking, no, okay, the second one. It, it was has an even worse more, rating on Letterbox. You would think that he would just try to make it ironically bad again, yeah. and it definitely doesn't reach the same level of unawareness that the first one had. Oh, but obviously, because it was a cult hit by the time he, the second one was made. He still. It's like it's still a, like a solid seven out of ten. If the first one's an, a ten out of ten, the second one's a seven out of ten. It's not. I can't. I can't believe you're. It's. It really seems like you're being serious about these ratings, and it's worrying me. PJ, please tell me you're kidding. No, I mean, okay, right. When I okay, I wasn't. I'll explain it. Right. So when I think of movie ratings, I think of it like a U. So like the bottom point on a U is a zero. Bottom middle is a zero. You go up the left all the way to the top, that's a 10. That's like a 12 Angry Men. That's like a Truman Show. Okay. You go to the right to the top, that's a negative 10. That's a Birdemic. Yeah, okay. I, yeah I get it. Because like, so the okay. negative is like, like a negative 10. Like that's like a, a the B movie. Like, like so bad, a, it's good. Yeah, like, an like a negative score is an ironic enjoyment. So I'd give Birdemic to a negative 7. Okay. So like there's anything less than a 0 is a half star. Okay, interesting. Like Troll Two was a negative five. I, s I still need to watch Troll Two, and it's Troll. it's not worth it, honestly. I, I know because Troll Two is awfully paced. Like you're just getting Probably. to the good bits, but um, honestly, like with Birdemic, it's very much lightning in a bottle in my opinion because James Newman was so oblivious to the fact of what he was making. God, Birdemic, I mean, it's so. I think amazing. I think the actors knew, but they just didn't tell him. Cause he seemed like a, such a sweet man. Cause he does seem like a nice guy from what I've seen from him. Like he seems like he's very passionate about filmmaking, like Neil Breen or Tommy Wiseau. Like, like I'm so guys. excited to watch some Neil Breen movies. I know nothing about them, and I don't Neil know oh anything about so them. So funny! Oh my I'm god! I'm so excited. No, there's a drinking game that YMS made, which I kind of want to try, even though I don't drink alcohol. But I'll try it. I'll just because of that, which is so funny. It's What's like, his drinking game? It's like take a shot every time you. Every time his laptop. Yeah, like every time he, he yeah. uses the laptop, take a shot every time. Um, uh, Neil Breen is the savior don't of the watch world. Faithful findings, don't they destroy like eighty laptops? Yeah, there's a whole scene where he just like goes ham on laptops. So that's beside the point. Yeah. But um, I, I do think with those kinds of people, like James Newman, Neil Breen, Tommy Wiseau, they're like, they are so into their craft, and just they're just like guys who are beyond reality, in my opinion. I think it's awesome to see them in action, like the room, you know, just. Yeah, they're not, we... like, they're not like they're like the opposite of Michael Bay, who like knows what he's doing but knows that it's not he yeah. doesn't care. These guys care, but they just don't know what they're doing, which is exactly it makes it, cute. It makes it adorable. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I kind of feel that same way with Birdemic. I can't bring myself to hate on Birdemic because yeah. it's just a genuine. It's in a, It is maybe one of the best experiences I've had watching a movie in quarantine. It'll change it's your life for better or worse film. depending on how you feel. It was annoying, but funny. Like, I laughed several times. Yeah. And I didn't mean to. I was like, crap, I just laughed at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so it bad. Made, 
But yeah, watching it afterwards, I felt so bad because I was like, this is terrible. But I mean, I, I honestly enjoyed it. It was just annoying. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. PJ, thanks for giving us the worst recommendation yet. Oh, anytime. <laughs> yes, thank you. So now we're going to go back to John for his recommendation at the end of the episode. But um, I think for me, yeah. my favorite recommendation was probably uh, Ghost Highway. Story. Lost Highway is a close second. I'm not counting my own. I want to rewatch it because, again, David Lynch is such an acquired taste. I just I wasn't there, you know, when I first watched it. Yeah, he's sexy. Yeah, don't start your David Lynch viewing experience with Lost Highway. Start with Blue Velvet. Don't. No, yeah, please. you know what? Maybe, maybe that advice before I watched Lost Highway would have been a good idea. Yeah. Well, I know some of y'all already saw Blue Velvet, so yeah, watch the movie. My first David slots. Lynch movie. I think I'm. I think I'm David Lynched out. Not gonna lie. Watch Twin Peaks because that's actually a great Twin Peaks. I've been meaning to watch. That's yeah, a great entry into David Lynch. Please, because it has a plot and it's actually really funny too. Because yes. it has a plot. Thank you. No, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yes, please. And Del Cooper's is such a such a cinnamon roll. I love him. I love him. Don't say cinnamon roll ever again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I forgive you. Okay. Alright, so I think that this is a certified ticket snubs recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah go watch for better or for worse. Go watch Birdemic if you're feeling brave. If you mm -hmm. ever want to commit suicide, just watch Birdemic and, and think to yourself, I could probably make a better movie than that, and then go off to make a movie. Yeah. There you go. And it, it will be better than Birdemic, I can guess. Anything is likely. better than Birdemic. Like try I can't. So yeah, Birdemic. Um, again, watch it if you want. It's on Prime Video. So thank you, everybody, for uh, watching Birdemic with us, if you did. So now time for the uh, debate with PJ versus Rayma. This is the matchup we've been waiting for since episode mm. one. Is it really? I don't know. Wait, That's what I've been waiting for. Y'all haven't debated against each other, right? No. I don't think so. Ooh. PJ and I just bicker Next all the time. Yeah. Yeah, not on camera. <laughs> I'm dude, literally last episode where he yells at me for skate kitchen, my skate kitchen interview. Oh, I love that. Okay. That was oh, so God. funny. It's I think all, we can all agree all that jokes, skate kitchen so was It's all jokes. I don't yeah, really hate it is. I don't really hate PJ that. I'm gonna much. rank my letterbox. I'm gonna rank them on a uh, letterbox right now. Yeah, I mean, you I'm did make a list. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make that too. Wait, what are we doing? I'm making a list. Ranking of all of our recommendations on letterbox. Birdemic 1. <laughs> That's it. I'm not gonna oh, put anything else on the list. Would it be bad if I ranked mine as best? I mean, you recommended it, so I'm yours is best, so... Yeah. Oh, thank you <laughs> I, so you know much. What? I would hope that if you were to recommend the movie, Burning you would was my have favorite. enjoyed it the yeah. most. Burning was your favorite? Oh, thank you, Rayma. Yeah. That means a lot to me. My next one I'm is, like... At the end of this episode will be your least favorite. I'm not Yeah, I know, to John, yeah. I'm kind of nervous. Alright. My I know. Like, Birdemic was at least. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I know. Okay, can we, can we start, please? I have crazy. a test All right. tomorrow. Let's do this. Okay. Good all luck right. on your test. So let's start off. Okay, we're gonna start off with our main categories. As we all know, is gonna be category one: plot and characters. <laughs> then followed by acting, then technical, and then our custom category, which is PJ. Um, I think we're doing thematic elements. All right, and then our final category being impact, as usual. So, without further ado, let's start with the first category, plot and characters. So, a uh, random selection. Uh, PJ, go first. <laughs> this is, this oh, is my payback for what you said about Guardians of the Galaxy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, PJ, you're going first. So, the Truman Show starring Jim Carrey. So, Truman Show, 
It's about this guy named Truman Burbank. He was the first human being to be officially adopted by a company. His entire 34... I don't know how old he is. 34... I'm going to say 34 years. If I'm wrong, oh well. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. A uh, 34-year-long life has been captured on camera. The entirety of it. His entire reality... I'm sorry. I'm going to ask it later. Okay, good. Oh, don't... I think you know what I'm going to ask. Rated, it's rated PG-13, bud. <laughs> That's what you're going to ask. No, no, I was going to ask something oh. else. Don't worry. You, you'll know when you know when I ask. Making toy I already know what it toys is. I know what it Woody is. Woody with his Woody? No, 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 just keep going. Bruh! <laughs> okay, well... Um, and Truman... His town is completely inhabited by paid actors and actresses. He is the only one unaware that his life is a reality TV show enjoyed by bil uh, almost it's billions, right? It's yeah, basically like every human being them. on the world. Like the they tune in to watch him. Yeah. So it's the movie basically takes place at the start. You see one of the lights that I think was supposed to be Ursa Major 7 falls from the sky right in front of him in the middle of the day. It's just a spotlight on the ground. And this is the start of the collapse of his world. He starts, he starts realizing that things aren't adding up. His father randomly shows up. Traffic starts stopping instead of where he should have been hit. Just random patterns start occurring. It's like, why are they still all walking around the block? And it gets to the point where we meet the director of the Truman Show, Ed Harris, who, oh, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. Christoph, and this man, oh my god. You think Artur, film director, you got him. This is him. He is your artsy dude. And he is the one controlling Truman's life. He sees himself as a father to Truman because he has essentially raised him in every aspect. Which is horrifying, mind you. Yeah, it this is. This whole film is horrifying. This is an absolutely terrifying movie. Like, and I, I, I'm, I'm saving. I, I want to touch more upon that, but I'm saving that for the end. Like I've compared it to being John Malkovich in terms of how scary it is. I haven't seen Being John Malkovich yet, and I really want it's, to. That movie's terrifying. Okay, that's good to know. I'm very excited for mm -hmm. that. But this is plot and characters, right? Yeah. So Truman, again, he he's basically just like a Jim Carrey character. He's a sweetie pie. There's nothing new about it. Yeah, he's your likable everyday American Joe. Uh, good morning, and if I don't see you later, uh, have a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Love that Classic. Line. Love that. And, yeah, his life is a lie. The movie literally... Oh, you know what? No, that's something to save for later. But yeah, that is The Truman Show. That is the plot. Okay, I have a question about this. I already know what he's gonna ask. How do you feel what? that The Truman Show has become a reality in this world oh, well. in the form of Christian Weston Chandler? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, can we please save that for the impact section? Okay. No. <laughs> because that man is a, like a walking Truman show. Uh, I, I can bad for him. I can talk about that. Her. No, I because could... he's statistically the most documented person on planet Earth. Like, ever to exist. I can talk about that individual for hours, but that is a different time. Yeah, you can answer it later on when you're prepared yes, mentally. Yes. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a right. question onto you. I have a statement slash um, brain hurting question. Big brain time. Mm -hmm. so, what if we all be living in the Truman Show? That's natural, that is also that's something I am going to wait 
mm-hmm. until okay. the impacts to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I watched it for the first time, I think, last night. Wow. Yeah, and it really made me think, and it freaked me out a little, so, yeah. Again, very, very scary implications behind the film. Mm-hmm. All right, so time for Rayma with Grand Budapest Hotel for plot and characters. Okay, so, um, the movie, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, it shows three different eras of the movie, mainly focusing on the 60s and the 30s, which the 60s is basically... The opening scene is of a girl holding her book called The Grand Budapest Hotel, and it slowly goes into the 60s where the author meets um, Zero, who is first met as Mr. Mustafa, and then it goes into his story and his life and how he inherited The Grand Budapest Hotel. So it's told from the perspective of Zero or Mr. Mustafa, who is again now the owner of the Grand Budapest Hotel. And initially he was a bell bellboy. Yeah, he's like a bellboy. Yeah. Yeah. But he is very, very loyal and dedicated to the famous concierge of the hotel, Gustav, who basically just seduces elderly women who show up with that. The hottest woman ever. Um, he yeah. can be. Wait, that can... was still the Swin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She reminds me but, of like um, David Bowie. A worm. Five hours doing Tilda Swinton's makeup um, for that movie. Like, hmm. yeah. Um, Wait, how much? Five hours. Oh wow. So Gustav can be characterized as insecure, vain, superficial, blonde, needy, and even rich. Profane. Do you, did you guys not get that? That was the last question. Oh, the thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blonde. They're always blonde. Um, so, basically, he has this um, affair with uh, this dowager, I think that's how you say it. Um, I just know her as Madame D. And basically, she goes away, and then, bam, she's dead. Someone, she's been murdered, no one knows what happened, but... Gustav, since he is her lover, inherits the one thing that she is like her one of her prized possessions, one of the only things that's really, really worth something, which is this Renaissance painting called Boy with Apple. However, um, Gustav becomes a prime suspect over the situation. So as a result, he steals a boy with apple with zero to keep for safekeeping. And while he's in jail prison i don't know zero kind of plots this scheme with agatha his lover who also works at mindles and is the beautiful and oh i sin can i just say i am absolutely i might be in love with greta gerwig i am i was not aware that she was in this movie (laughs) yeah um so after on dimitri who is the son of the of Madame D, he basically is like, hey, that's mine, I deserve it, I'm gonna kill everyone in the who gets in the way of me getting that. Um, so, he, he steals it, well, not Dimitri, but Gustav steals it, Zero tries to help him out, try to really prove that he has inherited it and hasn't murdered the one true love of his life, and again, Dimitri goes on a violent tirade to track down Gustav and take the painting. And just Zero and Gustav work together to prove Gustav's innocence and inherit Boy with Apple. This movie is literally known for its 
screenplay and cinematography, which I'll get I'll get into cinematography later. But like I this plot has is really unique. I I mean I, for me I don't think I've ever seen any movie like that before. Yeah. So yeah. I did appreciate it kind of the structure of Grand Budapest Hotel reminded me a lot of like the original Frankenstein novel. I don't yeah. know if you guys have read that. Where it's like the story, it's all condensed within the notes of a sailor who rescues yeah. Victor okay. Frankenstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, yeah, and in Victor Frankenstein telling his story, it goes into the monster's perspective. So it's like three layers deep. Yeah. Which so that's what I was saying about it being in um, three separate things. Because you see, you the the main scene is in the eighties. The opening scene is. Um, in the 80s where the girl is holding the book which is later right after we see the 60s where the author is having his conversation with zero or mr mustafa and it constantly goes back and forth from the actual events that happen to the conversation and i think that was really interesting because it kind of shows you insight from every single person even though that a lot of it is from zero's perspective but you can still see like how it's beloved and like how this entire story is so well known within the story if that makes sense yeah there's just a lot of things happening but like the way it's done is very good yeah it's never overwhelming i I don't think so yeah it's it's not hard to follow it's also like hilarious throughout yeah yeah, absolutely It's oh cute. my god! Don't and, make me um, start on my love for Wes Anderson. We'll keep <laughs> no, it PG we today. Let's keep it you PG. Know, wait, I'm thinking about it. I didn't really think about it. You have the whole scene with uh, Jeff Goldblum before he gets killed, sexy, like sexy, sexy, yeah. where the cat gets thrown out the window that and then he's so leaving. Funny. Okay, that was yeah, so oh, that was funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. Wes Anderson, he kills a lot of animals scene. in his movies, and he just makes it funny every time, even though I love just, animals. I'm just thinking about it right now. Narratively, that doesn't make sense because how does Zero know about that? Oh, hmm. the situation. I, well, I, I assume that everything comes out. Well, but but also, how but also I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. So when I thought took it, when I first watched the movie, I I felt like it was a, a back and forth between Zero and the third person point of view so it would show that happen and then this happened blah 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 but well, that kind of breaks the structure that they've established know, where it's been, zero been telling the story it a second time watching it a second time like without a doubt this whole situation did come out like everything that because like the whole after they and he they like realized that um Gustav actually did inherit Boy with Apple. Like, everything definitely came out with, like, Jopling and everything. So, I, like, I couldn't have not imagined it not, like, coming out. I mean, yeah, like, okay, like, like the scene where they throw the cat out the window, yeah, that makes sense. But the scene with Jeff Goldblum's fingers getting cut off, there was no one there. Yeah, but remember the scene where the, oh, fuck, I forgot the, um... Willem Dafoe? No, 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 no. Um, the cop, not the cop. Well, the, the, there's like the guard. Yeah, yeah, the guard, the guard. He is like, hey, do you know anything about this? Do you know he's dead and he has he's, lo- he's lost his finger. He's already implying that Jopling did it, which he did. It's kind of obvious that Jopling killed him because again, like we all know that Dimitri, like in the end, we all find out that Dimitri is the one who is like planning all of this to 
get that worth apple no matter how whatever it takes yeah. so jopling like since it's already implied that with the guard that the that jopling knows and everything i mean i just i'd figure that it comes out and like pieces are put together and things because like at the end there's a great jump after you know they find out that boy with apple belongs to gustav it goes straight into zero inheriting it, and then then Gustav is shot, and then then you're taken to the dinner. Okay, so is that everything for blonde characters? I I've said everything I want to say. Yeah, I said everything. I need Any to questions say. from from the moderators? Nope. No. All right. So moving along to acting, since we started with PJ, we're gonna go with Raymond now. So talk about the very delicious and large cast of. Grand I'm Blue starting. Cast. Yeah, you're starting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an, a thing that you realize with Wes Anderson movies is that he consistently reuses a lot of the same he actors. He gets everyone and in his movies. I don't know how. Yeah, I think that actually does really good things to the movie, although it could, like, you know, have some more exposure to other actors and actresses. But I think that having a familiar cast is very, very, like, oh, like, I know them. And, like, you would ex- you have this expectation that this is going to be good, and it is. I think Zero Tony... Rev- Tony Revolori, uh, yeah. Yeah, him. Flash. It's great. Yeah, so I the movie was kind of a big break to him, and I didn't really realize because it just seemed really natural for him to be Zero. I thought that he was this really, like, big loser in, like, before. Like, I thought that that was just who he was. Very loyal, very, like, huh, short-cutted sentence. Yeah, a simp. <laughs> and, then, and then you watch Spider-Man, and then you're like, oh. That's, He's a Chad. That's him. He's a Chad. He's, like, an actual poop head. Like... Um, he's also great in so, Dope. I don't know if you've seen Dope, but he was fantastic yeah, in that yes, movie, yes. too. Also in Dope. He, I, I, I didn't realize that this was all... Wait, 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 I mean, I guess Dope wasn't real... Isn't... Is Dope on the same level as the Grand Budapest? Not really, right? Well, mm. No, but, like, they both have Tony Valori in, in them. I know, I know. So that's what I mean. So, like, I'm pretty sure... Did Dope... I'm pretty... No, Dope no, came after I, Grand Budapest. Yes, yes. So but it was still an indie, it's still an indie film, so yeah. So the Grand Budapest Hotel, it again, it was this big break for him, and I think it set up this precedent of like how we would expect Tony Revolori afterwards. And I think when they compared, um, I think it's F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, I love that man. Such a nice voice. Um, you, when you go back and forth from when he's old to the younger Zero. I feel like it's a really good connection between both of them, and you can feel the progression of emotions that went through Zero's life into what became of Elderly Zero, so F. Mary Abraham. And then also Ra- Raph... Uh, Ray Fines. Ray Fines? Yep. Really? That's how Okay, anyways. Vol- my, I'm looking at my notes, and the first thing is Voldemort? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, it's nothing new for him because, like, he has had so many well-known um, characters, like, you know, Schindler's List, again, Voldemort. Um, but I think he still does a phenomenal job. I really, really think that he portrays Gustav very properly. Like, you can feel the confidence but loneliness that Gustav feels. 
And it wouldn't be a Wes Anderson, it wouldn't be any film if Lucas Hedges wasn't in it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Our, our boy, um, he's everywhere. Was he in that movie? I don't remember him being in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's in there for like two minutes where oh. it's not even like two seconds. This is before where... he got famous. Okay. Yeah, so it's like when Joplin is um, filling up his motorcycle with gas and he's like. <gasps> that was him? That was the Catechus, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. He looked familiar. I thought he looked like Tom Holland. <laughs> and then Sir Sharonin, our sweet, 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 sweet Agatha. Um, I think <laughs> I, I'm actually really happy that they let her, you know, Irish accent breathe a little and show itself. Yeah, um, I think she's American for some reason. I love her accent. I love her accent. I think that she seems like such a sweet, like, soft woman in general but like mm-hmm. a very very bad bitch at the same time True. so i feel like her being agatha was a really cool thing because you get to see the soft side of her when she's working with M- mendels but then mendels men i mendels um and then when she's going to get boy with apple you can see that you know although she's a little bit scared about the whole situation she's still doing what she needs to do for zero and I saw this, this is my last comment, sorry. I saw this statement on Letterboxd's review, and I can't, I don't remember who said it, but it was like, I need to go to therapy after seeing Willem Dafoe as Jopling, and I couldn't have agreed more. I love Willem Dafoe. Yeah, give that man an Oscar. I mean, just his... Don't we all? Is not won one yet? No, he's been nominated like four times, though. Sad. He was snubbed for the lighthouse. I mean, I love you, Brad Pitt, but mm. yeah, well, in default. Okay. Even Florida Project. That one too. Oh, yeah. fantastic! I haven't gotten to watch Florida Project watch yet. It's great. But... I stopped. Ending's a bit weird, though. Ending is kind of thirty seconds. Do, end, do not say anything, please. The do ending not say is poo Watch the last thirty seconds. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, so PJ, time for your acting uh, category. All right, Truman Show. So I'm going to be honest. Most of the acting in this movie, like the central acting, is intentionally mediocre because the movie itself is a reality show. Yeah, like the scene where she's like with the coffee beans and she's like pushing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I think about about an example of the actors doing a a on-par performance – is I think of when Truman takes the three-in-one kitchen tool and holds it up to Laurel Linney, and he's like, you could slice or dice, and then, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Lewis? His friend, right? Yeah, yeah the friend Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Noah Emmerich? He comes in at the perfect time, and she runs over to him, and she just looks off and cries, I don't expect how anyone can expect me to work under these conditions. I <laughs> love that scene so much. Yeah. And just... But, I mean, the, Jim, Jim Carrey, you have to talk about him. Oh, I'm saving him for last. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. You think I'm going to ignore Jim Carrey? Perhaps. Of the main character of the movie, he's not going to mention that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, all of the just the use of just the miscellaneous bar, like just the audience members like you have the waitresses you have the man in the tub uh the old women 
my personal favorite, and honestly, I think the most impactful, the security guards, one of them, Agent Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. That was him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in it I at the end. I knew you were familiar. Oh, my God. But, I'm, you know, actually, that's another note to save for the end, because he has maybe the most impactful line in the movie at the very end, and I can't, I can't go into it more right now, but to continue into actual acting, Ed Harris as Kristoff, he plays a, the puppet master, essentially. He is, he sees himself as a god because the world is seeing him as a god. Yeah, he's like your standard pretentious director, like, you know, a Stanley Kubrick type. Or, yeah, but he know. is literally given god powers. He is what happens when you give a man with a god complex god powers. And you very clearly see he's willing to sacrifice a man. And a man who is unwilling to be in the condition he is in, trying to escape, just for the sake of audience retention. Oh, yeah. That is some psych... I, I, Honestly, he, like, it's he scary very, that it was he predicted. He plays this cold, unfeeling... Art. I say unfeeling, but he only has feelings towards Truman. He has this compassion. Yeah, because Truman's that, like his son. Exactly, but he's like a product. He's his product. And yeah, this, that makes sense. Harris just portrays this cold, uh, this unfeeling compassion. There we go. Unfeeling compassion is the way I would describe it. Speaking In just, of... Speaking yeah, speaking of product, I love all the fake product placements. Oh my god, that is, that's a that's, whole other... That's funny. You got the, the twin real estate men who always push Truman up against the wall. Oh, so yeah. Just perfectly angled whatever poster is paid to be put there. Is it the news? <laughs> the newsstand always has different magazines up. And that always scene where his wife literally talks to the camera about a product... Oh yeah, who are you the, talking to? The slice and dice, yeah, yeah, yeah. cereal. It's a, who are you yeah, talking? I love to? that. I just love that reaction. Like, who are you talking to? It's just like, my my you... personal favorite product placement. It's my it's my favorite scene of um of Noah Emmerich. It's of when it's just Truman and him sitting at the. It's right before the dad comes back. Oh yeah, they're like they're like at the doctor. They're sitting though, right? at yeah, they're sitting at the bridge or whatever, and he just takes a sip. And it looks, it's shot like a Coca-Cola ad. Yeah. And he's like, man, nothing, nothing could replace the feeling we have right now. <laughs> like the cannabis. <laughs> you want some? And Truman's like, nah, I'm good, but thank you, though. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a, this is a very real moment in his life. And it's a product placement. Again, it's nothing more than a product in placement. in real life, too, now. It's. That's why I'm horrifying. saying, what if we're living in the true No, like, this is reality TV in a nutshell. We're getting off to the topic that oh, I want sorry. to say for later. Sorry. And of course, I mean, my last note, of course, is going to be Jim Carrey himself. His, This is his first, I, I could be wrong, but I think this was his most notable start in the drama genre. I think it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, either... This one came I first, mean, or Man on the Moon came first? I forgot. Man on the Moon I, came out, I think, the year after. The year after, I yeah. Wanna okay. wa I want to watch that so bad. But the Truman Show, he dips his toe in to this new genre, and he swan dives in. No one, like, he, again, I think I mentioned before, he's, like, the, like just an, the everyday man. 
I believe that Peter Wire, the director, said that Truman's name is literally a play on the words true man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's just a very, you know, uh, plain white bread Every, kind of person. Everyday guy. Exactly. And he's he's a product of his environment. Mm-hmm. And just his awakening, his just becoming of the world or awareness of the world around him. The quote, oh my God. The quote that I love from this movie, Christoph says, uh, we accept the reality that we are presented with. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, I, and that's, it's so true. And uh, Jim Carrey of... just embodies this kind of, he starts off as this, as I think any of us would have been in this situation. If it wasn't for that one mishap of the star falling, he would have still been in the situation. Yeah, that quote kind of made me think a little... Right? It's so... Use the old noggin. Just... Ah, oh, man. That's, that's all I have to say. That's really... I don't think I can end on a better note than that. Fair enough. Okay, that was acting. Any last, any questions from our moderators? I have none. None, alright. Um, I have one question, PJ. Do you think Jim Carrey was snubbed for this? Yes. Do you think Jim Carrey deserves an Oscar? Um, I mean, Sonic. if he's... For Eggman. For Sonic. <laughs> if he starts yep. taking rolls again, yeah. And it looks like he's on that trend. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Wait. Wait, um, did he... Who won that year? For 98? 90. Yeah. It, the Golden Globe. He got the Golden Globe. He did get the Golden Globe. Oh, okay. I forgot who, who won that year. Mm. I think it was... Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, I know for he was robbed in 2004 for Eternal Sunshine. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, uh... Uh, I believe it was Jack Nicholson for As Good As It Gets, okay, but that could enough. be the wrong year. Sometimes oh. you can't beat Jack. Oh, wait, that is the wrong year. As Good As It Gets came out oh, in 97. This should be so, 99. 99. So. It was, oh, Life is Beautiful, Roberto Benigni. Benigni. I can't pronounce oh, that. Fair enough. Movie. Fair yeah, enough. I, I, can't, I can't complain about that. Okay. I've never seen it. Sorry. You're missing oh, out. I know. I'll, I'll add it to my watch list. Fair think enough. I, I think I watched Life is Beautiful right after Truman Show my film studies class with John. I watched it with you? Yes. Yeah. I gotta watch that. But um, I heard Oh good. my god, that movie. Ooh, that hurt. That movie hurts. Anyways, okay, time for technical. Technical. Yo, it's All right, I'm, I'm starting. Yeah. All right, technical. I mean, <sighs> Truman Show. There's... Not a lot to say about it technically. I mean, like it looks like a like, like a sitcom for most of it. Yeah, I would the most I would go to talk about is the creativity in the cinematography. In that the show is, it's said to be. Yeah, there's millions of cameras throughout the the town. Truman's always being filmed, so I would have to go with the creativity of the cinematography in using these like. Pinhole, pinhole cameras, I think that's what they're... Yeah, they got like, really cameras pinhole, and buttons. Like, yeah, like in his car, um, dash. I love, yeah. the, I love the shot from the radio. I, I love that shot. Um, you have... Oh my god, it's just, there's so many just creative shots that you get. I, the mirror, pencil the sharpener. iconic opening scene. Pencil sharpener. Oh, pencil sharpener too, I forgot about that. Ring. Oh! Oh yeah, the ring. I, there's the also... The old man thing. There's a, um... Like the trash can, um, and then I I would honestly also just have to go with the just the overall production design of the movie and all the little details. Like you can see security guards on their off time; they're reading the script. You know. Yeah, you have um, 
God, this is just... I, I love this movie because you could just rewatch it a thousand times and notice something new every time. It's just... There's just so much going on, so much thought put into every aspect of it. It's like it's like you are watching a town operate, but at the same time, it's not a real town. True. Yeah, it's like one of those like Disney towns, you know, where like exactly exact everything like that you see works. Village. But if you explore for just a little bit, it just breaks. Like the illusion's broken. And it's just literally the illusion built by both the town and the use of cinematography. I just, I think that it's okay. just, it's mesmerizing to watch. Okay. Yeah, I like that one iconic scene of him walking up the steps. Yeah. Oh, God. That is pretty beautiful. It made PJ cry. It did not. It made a grown man cry. <laughs> that's funny. Is that anything else, PJ? But yeah, I mean, that's really it. There's, okay. it's not a very complex right. movie. I wanted to go longer because, let's go. Let's See, the hear... Truman Show is not a very complex movie. No, I meant, I meant. No, okay. <laughs> we'll save that for later. I mean, my but, argument's um, not really complex. Okay. So let's, let's listen to Raymond talk about colors for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Pink. The Pink. Grand Buda- Pastel. Grand Buda- oh. okay, Sorry. <laughs> the Grand Budapest Hotel would not be... The, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel without its cinematography and I think that really goes for most of Wes Anderson's movies because wh- whether you believe it or not most of his movies are recognizable just from the cinematography itself true yeah. mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm going to start with is since the movie is in three different time periods it's in three different aspect ratios as well which usually for each um i don't remember the aspect ratios i'm gonna off myself i know for the most of it it's in four by three when it's in the um like it's either 1.1 to one or four by three in the 1930s section yeah each aspect ratio for each year or era corresponds with what the aspect ratios would be for the movie uh during that time period which is genius to me because i feel like it's so much more authentic and you actually feel like you're in that time period you i i felt like i was there watching this whole thing happen unravel in reality like this is something that has happened before and the one of the other main things is you know the color so a lot of the <laughs> Pink, yes. A lot of the colors do correspond with the whole environment and atmosphere of the story. Um, so, for example, in the 60s when Mustafa and Mr. Mustafa and the author are in the bathroom, or like the wash, washrooms, whatever, everything is blue and gray to highlight how worn out the hotel is, how uncomfortable the situation is as well but you can see you can hear the dread not dread but like you can hear the comfort of the hotel to mr mustafa but the disappointment of how it means nothing to anyone anymore and the cold like colors of blue and gray really highlights his voice and his opinions on what's going on with the hotel at the moment but when you go into this the 30s when it was this great well-known hotel it's filled with these bright colors of 
red, purple, orange, like it's, it's more, it's more lively. It's more energetic. It's, it's, it shows how important the place is for wealthy and elderly people. Again, going to the prison when Gustav is there, everything is gray, white, cold, like blue and everything. It's, it really shows that this is not a good time for him, but slowly as you move on, everything, like, if, you, it's a, if it's a happy moment, if it's an exciting moment, it has brighter colors, but if it's more of a sad and emotional scene, it's more darker and more bland colors. One of the most important part for me was, I'm not most important, but the, when I noticed this was when the Countess dies and Zero immediately goes to inform Gustav, red and brown dark brown to black are the prominent colors to show like the whole situation like it's messy you already know it's messy you already know that something's gonna happen it foreshadows this whole situation that's about to come moreover someone just died so you know death black yes <laughs> so <laughs> the movie is predominantly shot in straightened views and wide angle which you know allows us to see the entirety of the film see see what's actually going on which is something that wes anderson uses a lot same as whip pans which are usually 180 degree pans between the characters which is i feel like it show it's really real it's like it keeps the scene moving but it it feels like the conversation between the characters and the whole situation is more smooth it's more realistic rather than the cutscenes that constantly go back and forth i feel like in the each for each situation usually the whip pans are used in like a very very quick pace like oh situation so you can feel the energy with that everything is usually very symmetrical which is already very appealing there's also high angles which are i guess just more realistic and more highlights the entire environment atmosphere of the entire movie and last for my last thing one of the things that show up when he's mainly talking about agatha is i'm gonna butcher this so badly but the chiaroscuro effect which is was made in like during the Re renaissance by like leonardo da vinci where it is this picture between the contrast light and dark so when he's speaking about Agatha, when he's first mentioning it, his face glows up, but his entire background is black. So I felt like that hints that that he still, you know, cares about her, loves her and everything, but everything around him is really dark. Like, it's that one sense of happiness that he once had in his life. Um, it, I think it also hints about the outcome is about to be very good, but also very painful and bad. Um, I think that the entire movie is, is not only is the plot great, but is so much more heightened with cinematography because the visuals are just so, so beautiful. Like it's, it's one of the movies that I like to think is known for its visual effects and everything. Um, but yeah, no, that's I... bird. That's birdemic. Oh yeah, no. fair enough. <laughs> oh, sorry, right. sorry. Yeah, this birdemic has such fantastic birds. Like I didn't, I didn't know they were CGI until yeah. I saw the IMDb I, trivia. Page. I love this movie 
so much because of the cinematography. Like, I don't think there's ever a time where I watch this movie and I'm not like, wow, this is boring. Because it's, it's refreshing to see something like that. Since it made it, me feel safe. Like, it, the it, shot. Exa- I was literally it's about so to say comforting. that. It's comforting. It's really, really... And even when it's, like, dark and, like not a good like a scene that's not supposed to be very happy refreshing you still feel comforted because of that cinematog like of because of the way that it's shot it is wes anderson's trademark for this style of cinematography that's and true I'll leave it at that yeah uh i have wow. a comment um you slept on on alexandre plaz score i think i'm pronouncing it right because the music in also, this film also is the, absolutely fantastic. The, the, cin- the person, the cinematographer isn't really Robert the Yeoman. Person. Yeah, it's Robert Yeoman. But still, um, they work together. Yeah, no, but Alexandre Desplat, he did such a fantastic job with the score as like this very, uh, I don't know, I'm a sucker for like chanting, like melodic chanting in music. I love it, especially in film I scores. I agree. Yeah. Especially I if it's, like, it's in Latin or in like in like an ancient language. Just, like, or a made-up no language. But... Um, like I, I'd Suspiria. love that. I don't know why, but when oh, you said chanting, the, my, the, the, first, the first scene that came up to my mind was when they're looking for, um, what's what's the uh, butler's name? Oh my god, I can't remember. Regardless, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And they're in the, yeah. um, they're just singing, and it's just so funny. It's just so funny to me. I, I, the I, entire movie's so good. I love the scene where they're uh, on the motorcycle, and the music is swelling up with the chanting and the uh, orchestral <laughs> score. Oh. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It just flow. Everything just flows so well. The score with the cinematography and like the plot and the costume design. Everything just wor- fits together perfectly like a puzzle. True. Okay, so that's uh, technical. I want to say you're both doing really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really. Why I, I literally, I literally had a panic attack in the first, the first two rounds because I was like, "Fuck, PJ is doing oh, Rayma, so good." I suck. Rayma, you're, I, you're impressing me quite a lot. I, I yeah, I am on the seat of my, I'm on the edge of my seat. The I'm seat not of your edge. seat of my edge. <laughs> I can't speak right now. I'm tired. Okay, you're speechless. Now, time for our custom category being thematic elements. Oh, Rayma gets Would to go someone first. Someone to explain to the audience what, what exactly you mean by thematic ele- elements. This I was John's no idea, idea, so John can explain it. John, use that big boy mic. <laughs> I mean, guys were both. You guys didn't really know what to do for an idea, so I just kind of threw this out. Like, I literally woke up, saw the group chat, and was like, "I guess this would be okay." Like, if you guys could expand upon it more, that would be. But what I was thinking was more, both films picture humanity in very specific ways, um, whether it be really good or really bad. And by the thematic element aspect of it, I guess it could just be focused on which one do you think does a better job of depicting the ups and downs of society? Joker. And like who we are. <laughs> no, okay. I, I get what you. I get what you mean. Dang so. it! Why did I laugh at that? I don't know. Was that terrible? No, well, that was, no, no it's I'm, great. It's great. I'm laughing at what Andre um, said. John said, "On Joker. Joker. On my end, John just said thematic, and then it went silent for ten seconds. Oh, uh, society. Society. <laughs> no, but like, which, which film do you think which, has a better yeah. theme? Like, how? Which film do you think does a better job of? Com- 
of conveying its own theme okay. on humanity. Right. Right. Um, so PJO. So I'm going first. No, Rayma gets the floor first. Oh yeah, she started. Oh yeah, just okay. okay. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're talking about humanity, I kind of wrote something along the lines, but I'm gonna try my best to gear it more towards humanity. Mm-hmm. Humanity is literally money and power. Fair enough. And mm, yeah, wealth equals power, and that is highlighted immensely in the Grand Budapest Hotel. You see that at the Grand Budapest Hotel, the demographic of the entire hotel is literally rich elderly people. Yeah. Some, most of them blonde. <laughs> um, everyone who visits is really rich. Um, that's being one of the qualities that Mr. Mustafa talks about. There's a clear distinction between the rich and wealthy and and the lower classes like the workers just from the scenes where they eat dinner or the scene where they show zero's um working schedule where he just immediately jumps out of bed in this cube and when they show gustav's in a in a sleeping in a um like a maid's corner um i think that's what they called it it all shows how they don't really mean anything to the wealthy class they're pushed around there. The Grand Budapest Hotel literally zeroes. One of the first things he says is, who wouldn't want to work at the Grand Budapest Hotel as a lobby boy? Because they are known for this type of lifestyle. They are literally there to serve for anything for these wealthy, for the wealthy class. They're literally supposed to do anything asked of them because they are there to be utilized. And within all of this, the one thing that they all look forward to is money. The, the money just makes the world go round, basically. And although it's not shown within the workers at the hotel as frequently, in the end, you know, like, Zero inherits all the Grand Budapest Hotel. He becomes rich. He... He be, he's he's more higher in society in class because he has money now. Same with Gustav. One of the the main conflict, which is now what I'm like getting into, is boy with apple, who Dimitri is trying to get. And a common thing is that ev- the evil rooted power that money brings. The main conflict. The main conflict being that Boy with Apple was inherited, like Gustav inherited it. Dimitri is so fixated, fixated on claiming this painting because of its value and worth. He doesn't give a single f about his mom, who died, who was murdered, who was murdered. Literally, he does not care. He's willing to kill everyone who gets in his way, using joppling. The like. He's so fixated on its value and worth, he's willing to go on violent tirades because the top person in society will always look for money and will always look to keep their wealth. Dimitri was already wealthy. He wasn't He wasn't any lower class. He was a middle class. He was one of the top 1% because of his mother, because of his family. 
but his wealth he's willing to defy the law because of his wealth his his desire to continue being wealthy and he can buy himself out regardless of anything because of his wealth but in the end he still wants that money and that's something that you consistently see within society today which I'll go into impact well, I'll go into that later with impact but yeah money is power that is the basic foundation of humanity how about another joke murray oh my god <laughs> all right pj oh sorry wait wait wait, wait. Oh, yeah, one more thing? Okay. yeah yeah okay i just want to add everyone is really lonely in humanity regardless of whether we like to admit it or not you see that gustav is always really really loyal to his guests but in reality he feels extremely empty which is also why it could be a reason that he likes to sleep with elderly women because he finds that comfort with someone at least Zero serves as his companion for most of the time, which is very, very comforting for him, and it's one of the first times he feels really great and all. But yeah, that's it. All right, True. all right, great stuff, everybody. Great stuff, PJ. All right, you know what? I might as well uh, start off on the note Rema kind of ended on the the idea of loneliness in society, which oh, is quite literally the purpose of Truman Burbank in the in the eyes of the audience. You have the man sitting alone in his tub, eating his food, cheering for Truman, a man in a TV show, as he's attempting to escape his fake reality. Oh, wow. It's... We live in the Truman show. Yes, that's a... Uh... So... That's a real condition. Oh, yeah, no, again, the saving that for the that. impact. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Literally been number one bullet point. <laughs> Um, Truman Show is obvious, like, you cannot watch a Truman Show without realizing that it's a commentary on our capitalist society and consumption of media. It's very clearly a comment on how subliminal messaging, whether how obvious or subliminal, it, subliminal, subliminal, <laughs> subliminal, it may be. It's there. It will always be there. And for a film released in 1998, it is truly prophetic in how yeah. accurate yeah. it has become. In the last pathetic. <laughs> no, pro I, I looked it up because I wanted to use the yeah, word prophetic. prophetic. That's the word. Yeah. And how accurate it has become with the just like slight mention of a product like okay you have I, like i mentioned before the, the scenes with the beer sipping yeah and there's tiktoks now there's like tiktokers that i've been watching there's this one dude who's making a giant rubber band ball and okay. i noticed <laughs> i noticed at one point during the video he just has a can of ba uh, a can of bang energy just on oh, the side God. of the table and there's just a point where he stops talking he takes a sip of it puts it back down and just keeps going and you look at the description and it's all the like the bang accounts tagged and i was like was that an advertisement just in the middle of this video about a rubber band ball i mean wow. not even that but also the fact that not even like three years later reality tv should like exploded in especially in the oh United yeah States with the jersey shore and Big Brother Get and crazy, stuff like that. get loud. <laughs> oh, God. I love Jersey Shore so much. It's funny. Like, you have to think about it. Like, we like to laugh at Snooki and Situation and who, like, whoever's on that show. But, like, think about how lonely it is for them. That they have pretty much their entire waking moment filmed and put on television. Like, yeah. they, don't, oh. they don't get privacy. 
That is quite. That's that the Truman is Show. The message of the Truman Show. That is the. Well, it's not the major theme because no one is going through a Truman. Or that's a lie. The majority I mean, nowadays, of people aren't of going do, through. Because nowadays, but that's that's we are doing that to ourselves. But that is mm-hmm. also like a societal expectation for many people to always be broadcasting themselves in an yeah, attempt like- to not feel lonely. It's it's funny. We're doing what Truman's done, but we're aware of it now. If yeah, that makes sense. That's like what a lot of people like oh, are very wow, private wow. on social media. Like I, I, for myself, I'm very private on social media because I don't like to broadcast my entire life on social media. Cause I just don't, I, I don't know. I just, I'm a, I just were like, you know, I value my privacy. I don't like, you know, everybody knowing everything about me. I do only when I'm bored. So yeah. But okay. You know, I'm gonna, I feel like that, point has been pushed across very well i want to mention earlier i mentioned uh the actor who plays skull and broken 99 yeah he has what i think is one of the most impactful lines at it's the last scene of the movie very last scene the transmission is cut it is ended we cut back to the tv static in the security guard room of this parking garage and scully goes that's it he's like yeah and he goes you want to see what else is on TV? Sure. He hits the button to change the channel, and then the credits start rolling. I yeah. think the fact that Truman Burbank just goes through this immensely just philosophical just awakening of his whole reality being a lie, and these two security guards just eating pizza, they just go, okay, what else can we consume? It just shows that we just want the more and more it's never ending yeah it's it is literally never ending it ends with them going to watch something else there i am 100 percent sure that even with truman leaving they will just go and adopt another child there there's nothing stopping them from doing it there's clear signs that this is a success and there's just they'd be wasting money if they didn't do it yeah, just but... the idea the idea of filling the void with nonsensical TV, even if it is a literal human being's life at stake, it's just to fill our emptiness. Yeah, I created think... by this capitalist consumer, buy, buy, more, more, consume, consume, society. society. Yeah. Uh, society! Yeah, no, but I also think <laughs> it, it speaks to like our lack of compassion as human beings now, because, I don't know. Because, like, this, again, I'm talking about real reality TV now. Is like, when, when I see Kim Kardashian and her whole family go through trouble on keeping up with the Kardashians, I don't really feel for them. I, yeah. I think it's like, yeah. there's a disconnect. Yeah, so Kanye dropped out of the race. Just oh, he did? Yes. Wow. Oh, man. Not oh, man. No politics here. But, um, no, I just, I think there's a disconnect. Because we watch so many people's lives on TV now that it becomes, that the value of a human and- life has diminished pretty much. That is true. Well, the point the point of something like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, or even I would go to compare it to something like HGTV. Like, it's to see these... always on at my house, and I hate it. It's to see, like, these lavish lifestyles, luxurious homes, and to be like, wow, I could have that someday, or wow, that could be me. But in reality, that's not going to happen. We are in a society where society. we are being pushed... Yeah, we are being pushed to buy and buy more and consume and consume more that we will never be able to reach that point because you will have to be born into that point at this 
stage that we are in. And Truman Show shows that we are in this repetitive cycle. The let's see what else is on. You are not going to get anywhere. Ugh, please tell my mom that with HGTV. I don't know I, what that I is. I swear to God, my f- it's it's interior oh, design architecture. Oh, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't watch a lot of reality TV. It's not reality TV. It's, it's, it's really just looking at rich houses. Oh, it's really it. It's like um, Property Brothers. Property oh, Brothers. Oh, like, like that. Okay. He's watching it all the time. Spending money on houses, renovating them. So it's like Queer Eye, pretty much, or like sure. what's the other show? No, Queer Eye is more Queer Eye personal. Better. <laughs> I heard that is better. Uh, Property Brothers is like it's literally just about redoing. Houses. Oh, extreme home, extreme home improvement. That yeah, show. that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get how people like it. It's so boring. I don't I even. That's obsessed what... with it in fourth grade. Yeah. No, yeah, but, but yeah. That's okay, yeah, me too. But just because it's I like would talk most people, they want to watch people's lives because they can live vicariously through them. Because most and people, that's they see and they then, see others more interesting than them. When it's really not the can case. I can I tie it back? Do yeah. no one say anything else? I'm tying it back to my argument right Go now. Go for it. And yes, that's sir. the point of Truman. He is the true man. He's the everyday man that anyone can see any aspect of themselves in, so they know that they are not alone. Mm. Fuck that one. That Fuck one. capitalism. Communism, yeah. Can we please go to Impact now so I could talk about Truman Show Syndrome? Can we talk about... You have to talk about Chris Chan, though, okay? Please. This I will. Why I'm I mean, I, Thank you. He dude. already had a plan, he said. Oh, he already had a plan? I don't have a plan. I just want to talk about it. Okay. okay. Chris, okay. You have a plan. All right. Everyone, anyone have any last questions about thematic elements? I want to add one yes. tiny thing, like what PJ just went on about for a really long time yep. like that that is kind of like the standalone sequel to rocky horror shock treatment oh no guys guys it's the exact same plot really yeah except musical it's amazing take a shot every time cam references rocky horror I'm sorry, or david lynch there's also this I'm movie that came out in the same year called ed tv with matthew mcconaughey which is pretty much like the same uh, general plot. Really? So, yeah. McConaughey makes me he's uncomfortable. So hot. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he's so hot. Moving he... on. Imagine no. McConaughey makes you uncomfortable. He's yeah. So hot. I watched a movie in quarantine called Killer Joe where he rapes a girl with a chicken nugget. You should watch that movie. Oh. I watched. You no, know, I watched <laughs> State of Jones and I hated it. I hated it so much. And is that God, the White Savior movie? Yes. Um, oh, gross. So, I think the one movie that I've seen with him that I actually enjoyed was Dallas Buyers Club, so... Anyways. Yeah, that is a good Joe. Watch Killer Joe. Okay. No. okay. So, it ain't no moving. Killer Bean, though. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to watch that movie. Moving oh, my on. God, can we please watch it together? <laughs> we'll, we'll do a watch-along maybe one of these days. But, okay. Uh-oh. So... Excuse me. Alright, so Impact. Impact time, baby. Okay, so Truman Show, where can we get with the impact? Truman Show has Sonic a literal a psych. No, okay, well, I wouldn't actually. The Truman Show, like, the psychological disorder that has been named after the Truman Show, where people get the delusion that they are always being filmed, they are always on camera, oh, that everyone them is an actor, that. that Guys, I have that. This order literally came from this movie. was named after this movie. 
existed. It's something that's existed, but it is, it is literally true. Yeah, yeah, it's a form of like schizophrenia, I think. Oh, now or paranoia. I don't mean to say I don't I don't mean the boast or anything. You're schizophrenic. If, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that this is the first movie on Ticket Snubs to literally have a psychological disorder no. nationally recognized. No, there's burning disorder. It's called simp. Where you're on fire? It's called being a simp. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till um, my movie. Having boobies out there. Oh my god. <laughs> Boob lady. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, it's basically, it's that. also what we were talking about earlier with the whole came out in 1998, perfectly predicted modern-day culture, the consumerism, the reality TV, obviously, um, the idea of subliminal marketing and uh, the media, um, mass marketing of a single character. I don't really know what else there is to... That's literally shock treatment. I'm sorry. Oh, just... God damn it! Sorry, I keep connecting it back. I'm sorry. Um, Continue. It's... The start of Jim Carrey's career, not the start of Jim Carrey's career. career. I meant this. I was going to continue and say Jim Carrey's career as a uh, well-known dramatic. Uh, dramatic character. That's what yeah. I was okay. yeah. going to mm-hmm. say. Um, this movie really rocked, so Eternal Sunshine could run. That's what I was also literally about to say. Yeah, Dreyas. I'm sorry. I, had to, I was listening to the Pulp Fiction episode earlier. And I'll, I just really like the whole walking so he could run lion. <laughs> Do not bring that up. <laughs> At all. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm still bitter about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I saw the, I saw, I heard the video. It was pretty heated there. We're not talking about it. We're not Anyways. talking about that. But, um, <sighs> yeah, I, I, the idea of mass consumerism, uh, the modern day reality TV, and um, we're all lonely. We all think that we are on a TV show, and it is because of the Truman Show. Thank you. Rayma, it's your turn. Oh, okay. Um, well, Grand Budapest Hotel doesn't really, you know, have a psychological disorder with it. But you know what it does talk about? War. Society. <laughs> War. <laughs> um, it's kind of a smaller theme within this whole movie, but I think that war is really, like, granted, it's kind of based on the Holocaust a little bit. So, just an abuse of power and, like, showing this entire, like, Zero literally came back, came to, I think the the nation was called Zabrowka, I don't know. Which is a fun fact is apparently a Polish vodka, and that's how they came up with the name of it. (laughs) But we literally see Zero as a victim, this huge, like, war torn country. Um, He's literally a refugee. And you see that he. He just neglects that past, you know. He it's it just it consistently talks about how war has just is not good. You guys know that war sucks. Oh my! So I didn't I didn't know that. Oh my god! No so true queen. Oh my, oh my god. god! Period. The globalist Alex Jones. War, war is awful, especially. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's so wise. <laughs> I took on my spit weight. <coughs> oh my god. Keep that calm in. down, queen. Calm down. 
keep that in. <laughs> okay. <gasps> so I was like looking at um this whole look article uh, the other day, and apparently Gustav being this openly bisexual man is just a way for gay men to be placed in concentration camps during the Holocaust and ethnic minorities when it came to zero and there were like the Azizi officers were Nazi SS officers it just a lot of parallels but regardless mm-hmm. it was like war you know war bad very bad um I that's agree. not my main point though so true queen the biggest impact I definitely think it would have while the Truman show has its plot and the whole idea of consumerism and just we are so fixated on, you know, like, whatever PJ said. <laughs> um, society. <right>. Society. <laughs> the Grand Budapest Hotel, like I said before, would not be known without its impeccable cinematography. Pink! It is, sure, I'm gonna kill myself the next time we <laughs> stay. I'm kidding. <laughs> It is trademarked. That cinematography is trademarked by Wes Anderson. The color scheme, the whip pans, the zoom ins, like this, this, the everything being so symmetrical. It is not seen often with different directors, but Wes Anderson. It can easily by, be identifiable as that. Yeah, that and style, he definitely makes his own. Fair enough. He ma- completely, it's that. In addition, the screenplay has won like several awards because of how unique it is. And going back from complete different time periods, back and forth, like PJ said, it was it's kind of like Frankenstein. The entire plot of the story is something that hasn't really been showcased before, but portrayed through this great way that will probably will be used more often, but I don't think that anything can ever really, really top the Grand Budapest Hotel and going consistently back and forth between well no i'm saying that and then i remembered pulp fiction is literally <laughs> it's okay pulp fiction sucks this was Wait, good pause. we are arguing about pause. two movies pause no Did we're not talking about pulp fiction we're not look, talking I, about pulp I fiction this debate all we are, over no, look, look no, we get it no, we get it you're no, butthurt no, about the no, feet thing we get end. it we are at the end <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding um but not in the sense of like Tarantino, but like the sense of just the way the story is told is very different as though we've seen these not really chronological order, but everything being in separate places be a thing. Like we've seen that before, but in this style, it hasn't been seen. And then lastly, connecting it to the theme of money is power. People will do anything for money. Anything. That's true. Anything? Yeah. Like some people Anything. actually yeah. Well you know what? Have Why you seen have you seen Ray the v- J and Kim K. Have you seen Yo. the VME Pain Olympics? Bro, I literally, literally just mocking Raymond. Those okay. people don't even do it for money, they just do it for fun. 
Literally, I, these are such basic things that I'm probably gonna lose this. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm with you on that. You're very money right about everything. How, like, literally, money is power. Yeah, Gustav literally creates the Grand Bud. Like, he literally takes care of the Grand Budapest Hotel in a certain way. So every single like guest has this extraordinary experience where they're treated with such care and delicacy. But when you look at the staff. They're treated so awful. They're not considered at all. It's their job, whatever. Which is literally what we see today. Yeah, that's how it be. Immigrants make America. Yeah. We are literally the foundation of it. And we all the credit always goes to the top 1%. Mm-hmm. Everything always goes to the top 1% because people of lower classes are just expected to take on lower jobs, lower incomes because that is what they are. The zero again, a refugee, also person of color, literally in the dumps. And it's it's just like it I I can't even explain how much the movie showcases the difference between the lower classes and how they're so expected to consistently always work for the wealthy class and provide everything for them while getting nothing and absolute garbage in return. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's a lot. That be capitalism? Sounds like a a Rage Against the Machine song right there. Nostalgia wow. is very comforting, cool, that's awesome, but like punny, 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 but punny, but I mix the butt and money. Bunny? <laughs> no, but money at the end of the day is what brings comfort and stability to everyone, whether to an extent to whether we want to agree with it or not. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I love money. You're right. Money can buy happiness. Yeah, literally. It's literally the only thing making me happy anymore. That's why I spend like so, so much. <laughs> you know what makes me happy? Costco brand dinosaur chicken nuggets. Yeah, you already know. You already know what's up. This episode brought to you by Costco brand chicken nuggets. <laughs> no, dinosaur. Dinosaur uh, chicken nuggets. I know PJ so well at this point that it's on unbel- like everything just goes back to Dino chicken nuggets. It 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 does. It uh, you know, does. I knew someone who would like physically like like revolt at the like whenever they would hear the word chicken nuggy. <laughs> I love. You know what? The next time I go to Costco, I'm gonna buy the dinosaur nuggies and see what is the hype. Anyways, Good. okay. So, product placement aside. Time to vote on these two wonderful oh my God, debates. Gonna win this, entire this was thing. literally so hard. Yeah, I, I mean, there isn't like a, a landslide here or anything. I, don't think so. I, I loved both of the films. Uh, yeah, I love both films. Both, I gave them both five stars. They were genuinely. I did. When I saw you gave Truman Show a five star, I was kind of surprised. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah, same. When I saw I you did the Grand Budapest Hotel, I was like, wow. I liked them a lot. All right. Hey, Truman Show a 9 out of 10 and Grand Budapest an 8 out of 10. <laughs> okay, why am I? Alright, well, <laughs> here's what's happening. I'm not going first I'll go or first. last. Just because I don't want to. So. I'll, I'll go first. Um, Alright, okay. I'll go so, second. Plot and characters, I'm going to keep this nice and simple. 
I'm gonna give it to the Truman Show, PJ, because uh, he. I'm sorry, my dog's barking in the background. You can hear that. She's just, she's Shut going up, wild. Sasha. Be nice. My dog last time was ridiculous. This oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually funny. Yeah, Sasha's being angry. Anyways. So I gave it to the Truman Show because he really went into depth about Truman Burbank's own existential crisis and how he broke away from that, much to the dismay of millions of people watching. I thought that was very, very impactful. Um, I'm going with Rayma because the way she broke down each character, um, it was really interesting. And it, like, I didn't say anything the whole time she was talking, I don't think, because I was just like soaking it all in and she was so passionate about it and I was like yeah so yeah John so being last it often <laughs> runs into the problem of making tough decisions like deciding uh -huh. that's, why I, that's why I gave it to you so it runs into the problem of other things being said that it's hard to come up with other things so if I don't say a lot I apologize but it's just because I'm last and things have already been said right. um, I am going with Rima for this one as well Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I did not expect that all at right. all. I literally was so upset and I was like, man, I should have prepared more. <laughs> round one goes to Brand Booty Pest Hotel. Okay. So round two, acting. This one it's really it's a tough decision because while Grand Booty Pest Hotel has such a fantastic cast who's all doing their some great work, I have to give it to Truman Show because Jim Carrey just knocks it out of the park right there. Especially if when you consider how, like, before that he was known for doing Dumb and Dumber, um, Ace Ventura, The Mask. Mask, yeah. It was very, like, a very out-of-nowhere performance from him, and it's it's even more impactful. It's like Adam Sandler in um, Punch Drunk jumps. Love. Was... No, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, Punch that was first. Sorry. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's it's like that where you 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 think you know an actor from their filmography before, but then they just they hit you with a, a complete curveball, and that's why I got to give it to Truman Show, and as well as Wait, like, can I um, reiterate yeah. something mm -hmm. from some of the other debates? I noticed that some people like I was at fault for this too. We started choosing based on which film we liked more rather I'm than the actual debate. I've been yeah. going off for the debate. Sorry, yeah, yeah, and I'm, sorry, going with the debate too. I'm, I'm going with that, like, with what PJ said with that. Yeah, mm. you know, I mean, no, I mean, I, 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 I maybe, maybe I misinterpreted for other things too, but I just wanted to make, I, I, I was going to mention this the other day too. too. No, yeah, so, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, I don't think I, I said how PJ relayed that, but that's basically what PJ said, and that's what I took from it, so. I'm going with the It's what I was saying. So. Yeah. Wait, what? I've been, like, picking oh, oh. based off of the arguments, not okay, okay. the mm -hmm. film itself. Okay. So, so, for acting, I have to give it to PJ, too, because mm -hmm. the way that he, like, it just explained the background characters also and just what mm -hmm. they were doing. It was so interesting, and they were doing, like, all kinds of different stuff. And, yeah, the way he explained that had me. So. Nice. John. Mr. John. Hey, I'm going with, uh... Truman Show PJ for this one. Ooh, clean sweep. I honestly thought I lost that one just because no, of the kill oh ensemble. Bro, I literally, I was like, when acting finished, I was like, PJ definitely got it because you definitely went more into depth with the entire thing, primarily. Because I can wait. Can I add a comment? Yeah. I loved your statement, your opening statement about how the acting was purposely mediocre. 
I oh, yeah. like a I, like a TV show. That was the because best. It is. I started it off with that. I was like, "Yep, that's that's it." Like I, yeah. that did have yeah. me. And the fact yeah. that Chris Chan is literally Truman Burbank in today's society. Oh my god! Look, I can't uh, get over that. But he's, not, but he's really not though. Well, I mean, in the fact that like and he's documented, but Chris Chan is willingly doing it to himself. Oh yeah, at this point. No, but like early on, like he was still oblivious, and like everyone was just watching him and just you know baiting yeah, him. Yeah, he was still Crazy. filming himself putting it out there. He just wasn't aware. He thought his audience was bigger than it actually was. No, but at this point, it's because like, people have actually like gone into like state documents to look at his stuff. So, like, oh yeah, well, know, I mean, we know every year of his life pretty much through and I through. Think, I think that we can all agree that we are all Truman Burbanks. Okay, I think you need to go to psychologist for yeah, that. It's not I, I think you well, might right? have some, some like schizophrenia. It's all over the place right now. Don't it's worry right. about it. All Don't right, next up is technical, and I'm not I'm I'm not gonna you know do a whole charade here. It's going to Grand Budapest Hotel, <laughs> just because pink, <laughs> and that's it. Yep. Uh huh. Fondant. Yep. Fondant. Yep. All right. Fondant? I have to no. give it. I'm going with fondant, Rayma. like cake fondant. Yes, I was talking to oh Andres about this. Yeah. yeah, I saw that, and the fact that you pronounced it fondant. Fond- I can't pronounce I it. I thought it was fondant. fondue, like he just misspelled it. <laughs> Not fondue, it was the, the, the cake clay. Oh, fondant. Fondant. Okay, anyways, know. anyways, <laughs> I'm- give- vote. Oh my god, I didn't explain why. Go. Oh, um, I'm sorry? Rayma? I'm going with you because the way you connected like everything together, like the colors that match the moods and the environments and like even the condition of the hotel, I was like, wow, she really going into depth. So yeah, that was really good. I would like to say that I've watched this movie 16 times. Uh, This is another- Good for you. This is the second most watched movie of mine. Yeah. I don't know which one's- the perks of being a wallflower that I've watched like forty something times. Oh God, I could never. I'd cry. I know the like. I know it by heart. That's cute. All right, John. Hey, going for another clean sweep, but this time for Rayma. Grand Budapest Aww. Hotel. Pink. All right, that's last time. I'm gonna say pink. Yeah, also because of pink. Yeah, pink. <laughs> I just I love the singer. You know. So, I was literally about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up, thematic elements. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm sorry to disappoint, but yeah, I have to give it to Yo, It's PJO, notable YouTube sensation. Because yeah. of, I mean, I know it's a meme to say society, but I just, I love how he went into de- de- he went into depth about how reality TV was essentially prophesized through the Truman Show as well as subliminal advertising was yeah, touched upon in a subliminal way in and of itself through the Truman Show and how it's just, it's not, it's unfortunately something that is still very relevant today. Like, the Truman Show is, isn't dated. It's it's very timeless to a fault. For a 22-year-old movie. Yeah. So this, that's why I'm in this, PJ. This part of the argument had me so torn because they were both literally so good and so in-depth. And I was like, oh my god. But I gotta go with PJ, like, cause it's just everything he said was spot on. But same with Rayma. Can we do a tie? Can I do a tie? No, we cannot do a tie. Nope. Dang it. There well, has to be a winner. Yeah, I gotta give it to PJ. But Rayma, yours was so good. But they were both just incredible. 
both of y'all okay i know pj said he wasn't prepared like at all but i think he was i think he was i, I, I literally just had no i literally i wrote nothing i just had truman show syndrome oh Fair enough and yeah. capitalism those are my only two points i didn't yeah. even rewatch the movie oh. i didn't get to me neither well y'all both went so in depth and it was really hard so yeah Okay, I agree with uh, everything you just said, Cam, but I'm also going to give it to you. It's PJO. Okay. Yeah. So that is round four going to PJ, the Truman Show. He won. Uh, no, it's tied right now. It's 2-2. Two, two. Oh. Is it? Yeah, Rayma won plot oh, characters yeah, mm-hmm. and technical. So, I won okay. acting and custom. Okay. So oh my tie- god, I don't want to make the final decision. <laughs> <laughs> big big tiebreaker here is so impact. Uh... You're welcome. Um, I said this before, and I'll say it again. The Truman Show is still relevant today, so I'm gonna give it to PJ because he said that. Also, because I mean, the Truman Show helped impact the film industry too because it gave us dramatic Jim Carrey, which is something that has just been fantastic to see evolve over time with Man in the Moon, Eternal Sunshine. And always fantastic films. And Sonic too. That was a fantastic performance. <laughs> it should win. It's gonna win Best Actor this year. I, I'm sure of it. Best no, Supporting hun- Actor. Honey, honey, the Oscars were delayed. Well, they're yeah. not doing. They're they, not doing it. This they gotta year. do it. There's not. There's not. I know, but they gotta do I'm it. I'm so there's sorry. Nothing, there's nothing else coming out this year. No, I agree. I want it to happen this year, but it's not gonna. <laughs> Imagine like they just give him an Oscar for Sonic. <laughs> wow. Just an honorary. But uh, yeah. But that's why I give it to PJ, just because he explained how the Truman Show is, unfortunately, it's a very timeless movie, and how it gave us dramatic Jim Carrey. Yeah. I gotta give it to Rayma, her oh argument. Oh my god. <laughs> her argument. Let me explain. Her, oh argument was so, her argument was so relevant to just today, and like, that really, the style of the film, it really is just Wes Anderson's. Like, no one else could pull it off like him. And I think it will, like, his style will, like, influence lots of directors in the future. So, yeah, I gotta go with Rayma. Did this on purpose. No, no, I didn't. I did it. I did not. It's not true. Right, it's Rayma. bullshit. Rayma, I love you. PJ. I already know. I already know, yeah. Oh I think God. he did Wow. I apologize wow. deeply. I did not choose to be put in this position. That was like the hardest. Wait, so who won? Have we? PJ. Yeah, it was okay. PJO. He won for the that first was time. Is that literally? Wait, is that your first one? Yeah, that's my win. win. Yay! PJ, what do you have to say was... for yourself? It's my win. Make your make um, a speech. Your acceptance speech. You know what? Speech. I got to win with my all-time favorite movie while also getting to talk about my uh, hyped-up recommendation. This is a good episode. This is the PJ episode. This was the hardest episode I've ever yeah. had to moderate. This was the PJ episode. Rayma, what do you have to say? I I don't really know because I the entire debate was like really mad at myself. And I thought that I was complete shit, and I was like, gonna. You like, were literally. Oh, you were great. So like good. it was, it yeah, was really was... close. This episode, it really was. Y'all both were incredible. I literally was like, you know what? I'm gonna turn off my phone, not speak to anyone after this. <laughs> oh my god. How I felt about my eternal sunshine. Know what you're feeling. It's okay. Well. All right. 
I I I just want to say that because now that we're finished, um, although Grand Budapest Hotel is one of like my it, it is my fa- one of my favorite movies, um, I do think that the Truman Show has a much greater lasting effect than the Grand Budapest Hotel ever will. Yeah. Just because like, who doesn't know the Truman Show? And even then, like we if you've it. never watched, it, there's been so many references made to the movie that it's like yeah and like everyone will always be able to at to an extent like the smallest of points be able to resemble and like understand situations involved in the truman show it's universal yeah because because like, like if someone from the past person saw the Grand Budapest Hotel, they'd be like, well, this isn't good, I don't like this, I, my money, I worked hard for it. No, fucker, you didn't, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we hate rich people. Oh my, oh my god, if we do Parasite one day, we have, oh, we're gonna have such a fun time with that episode. True. Um, okay. Alright, what's John's recommendation? John, it, I'm gonna place, I'm gonna place my bet. Uh, if I get, if, poultry I'm gonna place guys. a bet. It's probably not poultry, guys. It's your bet. My bet? I'm not gonna say it. I'm. I'll text it to you. Type, it. Type it in general chat. I'll text just have it. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm gonna text it to you privately, John. It's me. Yeah. yeah. I think I know. I. I think I know that you know what it is. I'm scared. Okay. Five. Five dollars <laughs> says that it is correct. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So, um, if you know me, know that horror is my favorite movie genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. I find it fascinating. There's so much creativity and so much more leniency with it, and I love it. Um, therefore, my favorite film movement is the French extremity movement. Yes, I love yes. it. Um, yeah, and right. basically where the French people were like, hey, through censorship, we're going to do whatever we want to do, and you guys can have oh, whatever no. reaction you want. Oh, no. So, <laughs> the king of all French extremity movement movements. Oh, Guys will probably hate me after you watch it. I Talk might not. Anymore. Okay. Just remember, it's a movie. You can take whatever you want to out of it. And that's why I want to recommend it. Because it's not just a gore fest, stupidness, whatever. There are a lot deeper meanings in it that I would love to discuss with you guys. Please so, guys. Andreas, I'm not giving you $5 because I knew you were going to figure this out. That's okay. But, and I apologize because you told me you'd never watch this, but I'm recommending Martyrs this week as your film to review. Yes. <laughs> so, peace yourself. Oh. Enjoy it. It's worth it. Oh. I know okay, but don't worry. That's not all, everybody. Next week's episode is going to be me and John again going for round two. It's going to be Clockwork Orange versus her. So, oh, I'm so excited. Get ready oh for God. that. Me looking at the clockwork orange poster right above my head. At the there moment. will be blood. Martyrs, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it'll guys, be very violent. As we'll probably have to watch Martyrs twice. And you're not and not just like because I'm telling you to, but it'll end and you're gonna be like, hmm. It was terrible. And then you're gonna think about it and be like, hmm, it was actually really good. And then you're gonna think about it, it even more and then you're gonna watch as it. As good as Ma. Ma? Ma? Dude, Ma's a beautiful movie. I saw that with PJ. <laughs> he did see that with me. But guys, look. Enjoy Martyrs for what it is. Take it, don't take it for what it is. Think about it's it. Over, it's only an hour it's 27. Yeah. I'm gonna be fine. Wait, wait where, can we, where can we find Martyrs, John? Somewhere. Okay, so, 
you guys are gonna have to spend money to watch this. I apologize. Okay. Um, is did someone just leave? Uh, <laughs> Cam did. Oh, Cam's offline. I think she might have died. Uh oh. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Show must go on. Let me just make sure I got the price here. Um, it's again because of its subject matter and the stuff that's in it. It's very hard to find. Therefore, you can find it on YouTube. Is, YouTube. Is it you in can good rent quality? it. It's very good quality. Well, you have to buy it. Oh, you have to buy it. Okay. Um, you can rent it, I believe, for five ninety nine. I bought it for ten bucks. Amazon Prime is one ninety nine. I think. Have it on there? No, 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 no. Make sure you're watching the two thousand eight one. Do not watch the two thousand thirteen version. Reason it's one ninety nine is because it's absolute trash. Do not watch the two thousand thirteen one. Make sure you're watching the 2008 that goes for the audience and for you guys. This is already so bloody. Uh, um, trust me, it's worth it. The more mm. I think about it, the more I like it. Okay. I watched it a few months ago. I'm going to scar PJ for life. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, do not read the plot synopsis. Do not look anything into it. Go into it completely blind. Trust me. All I know is the poster with two French women and take experience you've never witnessed. Go in blind. Don't look up anything. Please. Um, I'm just gonna ask because I have really bad anxiety with this stuff. Um, should I buy a nightlight? <laughs> Don't you already have one? No, um, bro. Oh. I literally. Smaller... Okay, I'm gonna just tell you this. I was a little bit scared watching us. That's that's honestly why I was afraid to recommend this to you guys. But I really would love to discuss the deeper meanings in the film with all of you guys. Okay. I mean, I want to see what you guys take out of it. I think it'd be really interesting to discuss. Um, if at any point you genuinely cannot watch it, I guess just like close your eyes. <laughs> um, it, close your no, eyes and say it, la 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 la. Oh, it's okay. more cover it's your ears, really don't close your eyes. Horror movies. Yeah. That's, Scariest that's thing, thing about it is its philosophical elements and what it's trying to preach. That's the real horror for it. Body horror and all the gore is just kind of surface level for me. It might be different for you guys, but I think once it gets deeper into why that's all there, that's when it becomes truly scary. But that's again just personal preference. I watch movies like this all the time because I love the French exterminator movement. I'm not crazy. I just think it's great. Um, System movie. But, it's okay. We don't. You don't think you like to torture people. Don't. But I love watching it in movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> that might sound really I mean, weird. Saw is funny. <laughs> saw, uh, saw like everything after five is pretty funny to me because of how it is. I try to think back on those movies. I spent a week watching those movies, and Dude, I, I can't recall a single it. thing. No, you're gonna give it half a star and not even finish it. Just please. No, I have respect. It. I'll finish it. First ten minutes are a rough ride. Once mm. it gets past that. All right. So um, we're sorry, but Cam's uh, power went out, so she won't be able to join us for the last two minutes of this episode. But she wishes you all well. So um, I think that's a, that was that's a wrap on this episode, right, guys? Hey, wait, 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 wait. What? PJ, don't you have something to say? Yes, I do. Uh, to quote the... Um, Can you quote the sequel this time? I was literally just about to quote the sequel. Okay. I don't know what year the sequel came out. 1990, I think. No, to quote the 1990 sequel. 1990-something sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ted, dude, Bill, what? Ted, 
Hell sucks, Bill. Yes, really. Thanks for watching today's episode of Ticket Snubs. I'll All right. catch you next time. Good night, everybody. We love you. All right, that's a wrap.